0: as you were hearing this announcement and the venue is byob so if you want to drink bring a drink if you like a diet coke bring a diet coke and we're gonna hang out afterwards we can say hello to everybody hope to see you all there see you there yeah But if if somebody didn't know why you said that it sounded like it was because you know that i
1: don't get many matches oh my god God, oh my god oh my god that's so (laughs) terrible that's not what i mean at all i know i know Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height the Podcast. I'm Allie back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing?
2: It's one of our international pods. It's great. Yes, it is. Um I'm well. I actually need your okay, so I need your advice. I have been um I have been wondering what to do, and I, I think we should talk it out live on pod. Great. What's up? This is the I am I'm back in Los Angeles. Classmate will be back in Los Angeles in a couple of days. We're obviously mm-hmm. we'll obviously hang out. And yeah. we are going to do my birthday makeup event. Okay. I am debating between: what do I want more? <laughs> do I want him to plan something, or do I want to have the event that I want? <laughs> I think you want to have the one. I think so too, because um, I don't want to try to like prove a point and be like plan it and see how close to you get, like how close no. you get to what I envision. That's a setup That's for disaster. What-
1: that's what I was just thinking. Like you, if you do have an event that you want, like a thing that you want to do, then like he is only set up for failure because there is no way that he yes. is going to pick the exact thing in all the exact ways that you. Right, want. right. Exactly. But my, so just to play it out a little bit, my thought is that
2: because I am a planner, I like it when somebody like takes that weight sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. However, I actually have been reflecting a lot on this. And I think that for a long time, I have misunderstood that how I am very much an acts of service love language giver. Okay. However, I am not that as a receiver. Mm, Interesting. Okay. And I think that I have realized that because I've really taken my foot off the pedal in planning things with my friend group.
0: Uh-huh. And so
2: a lot of people are doing kind of like acts of service in, t- in that way. For example, like Matt hosted Friendsgiving this year instead of me. And honestly, it didn't feel great. I just felt stressed by proxy because I didn't have control over the event. Yeah. Which is fucked up. But anyway, like it did not make me feel loved. <laughs> um, but I am noticing, I'm like very acutely noticing with the classmates trip And our general separation. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of like what really matters to me, it's when people like carve out time because like I'm so busy. I know that like it means a lot when somebody says, I can find a way to make you square with my schedule. You're a priority. So quality time is absolutely the number one way I receive. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is all to say. Um, Part of me wants to say, I would love for him to plan it because I think that that would be like a nice thing where I don't have to think about it. However, I definitely am more in tune, I think, with like things going on around town, restaurant like restaurants that we would be interested in and stuff like that. Like the classmate is a very adventurous eater, but he likes what he likes and he will like go to those places a million times. Whereas yeah. I like, I, I have a few of those that like, are never do me wrong but then I also like to try a lot of new things and I keep my finger on the pulse of those things right and so for example what I kind of want to do is do like a botanical like a garden glow Christmas lights event what's garden glow oh have you ever been to does the Brooklyn Botanical Garden for example do a Christmas lights display a lot of cities call them garden glow yeah so that's I've noticed I went to I went one year with a friend in St. Louis, they call it the exact same thing. One of the LA Botanic Gardens calls it that as well. And so I would really love to do a Christmassy thing. I think that'd be really fun. No fucking shot does he generate that. And so, yeah, which is fair. That's fine. He doesn't know that I want that. And, um, and so I think I need to just be like, Hey, I have an idea. This would mean a lot to me to do as my birthday redo. I know this is not top of your list is a thing to do therefore like can we do
1: it for this so I think that that's how I have to do it I think that makes sense okay thank you yeah I mean otherwise if he wanted
2: wanted to he would so like he would plan that
1: (laughs) (laughs) the only my only question would be like I don't know him obviously as well as you do or at all actually um so but do you think that he would feel like he wanted to plan something and that you like didn't think he could. No,
2: I do not think okay. so.
1: Okay. I do not think that could so. Be, I mean- that could be something for somebody else. Like if like they wanted to do this something for you and then yeah. you were like, actually I planned it myself and can you just do this thing?
2: Yeah, that's actually happened before where my mom in concert with some friends have tried to plan me a surprise party. And it just mm. didn't, it did not, it failed, failure to launch on that because <laughs> I'm so fucking controlling. But, um, but no, I think that like, as you know, like in his life, he has to do a lot of figuring out of things. Yes. And so I think he likes, he really appreciates it when like I take, like when I like take that load in certain like aspects of our relationship.
1: Okay. So great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Decided. Good. Well, I'm excited you're going to see him so soon. We're going to see our people like the same time. I know it's so fun. Yeah. Um, So yeah, speaking of that, I'm going back to New York. So I'm in Cancun right now, which is why we are international. Uh, I'm jealous. Staring at the ocean, which is just lovely. Sitting in my mom's bed, she like her number one thing on vacation is waking up and seeing the ocean. Oh, interesting. That's her number one thing. Like she wow. she will give up so much on vacation to be able to wake up in her bed and see the ocean. That's been very nice um, that she was able to get that. So we've been here for two nights now. Um, and it's funny because this is the first time in a while that I have been with my family while preparing to go on vacation. Oh so sure. I go with my family. I go on vacation with my family all the time. But you meet them there. I meet them there because I haven't lived at home since I was 18. Yeah. And so this time I happened to be home already because I was home from Thanksgiving. Um, and so I was part of the vacation prep. And like, it is just a, I forgot how different people prep for vacations in different ways and like stress about things in different ways. Mm hmm. And so it was just, it was an interesting atmosphere. And my mom actually said to me yesterday, so like right the night before we were supposed to go, or the day before we were supposed to go, we had like all this stuff that each of us was supposed to complete. Like Drake and I each had items that we were supposed to do. Yeah, a task list of things that we needed to do before we went on vacation. And I had decided that I was going to do one of my things the morning that we were leaving. Mind you, we weren't leaving until later in the afternoon. I had like planned it out. We you and I had a recording scheduled. Like I had work I needed to do, like I had shit to do the night before and was going to feel like much less stressed about it if I went in the morning because of all the stuff that I had scheduled that I needed to do the night prior. Yeah. When I told my mom this plan, she was very clearly not happy about it. And so I ended up like rejiggering a bunch of stuff including our recording to like make it work to To complete my tasks the night prior. And it stressed me out a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was funny because yesterday my mom said to me, she was like, you know, I was reflecting on the, you know, prep for the vacation. And that's totally something that I would have done that your dad would have been incredibly stressed about, even though I knew I could perfectly, I was perfectly capable of getting it done the morning of, and it was going to be fine. Oh, wow. How how the roles have switched. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could tell it was stressful for you. So I like, didn't do it. I'd like similar, similar funny story. Um, So at 6am on the most, so I had to wake up at like 745. I had to do one work thing in the morning at like 8am Pacific time. So I had my alarm set for 745. At 6am, the washer and dryer turn on. They okay. are next They are next to my room, like directly outside of my, what is now my bedroom. Didn't uh-huh. use- so you've awoken it's- with the washer dryer. So I'm like, okay, I'm awake. But like, I have this thought in my head. It's obviously my mom doing laundry at 6am, like getting ready for this vacation. But like, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Cause I know that she is like very stressed out. And like, at this point I'm awake. So I don't think I'm going to be able to go back to sleep, especially if I have a confrontation with her right now.
0: Oh, so definitely not. yeah.
1: Yeah, so like whatever, I'll just like let it go. So I just like stayed in bed. And then like 20 minutes later I get a text from Drake just to me. We have a family chat and we almost never text individually. My my brother and my and my mom do all the time when I'm not home. But like when I'm home, we typically like only use our group chat. I get a text individually from Drake that says like can the washer or can the dryer wait 45 minutes? And I wrote back. I was like, "In what world?" Do you think that I am the one that is doing laundry right now? And he said, he's like, yeah, I figured it was mom. But I thought on the off chance that it was you, you would stop. But there is no way in hell I could text her about this. That's a great. (laughs) Yes. Fact. (laughs) Good calculation, Drake. Yeah. So like both of us had just like independently decided that we should not say anything to her. But like if it was me, like I wouldn't I would have. I wouldn't have cared, but like, also, like, I would not have been doing laundry at that time. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, I thought that was funny. Um. But anyway, so we made it. We made it on the trip. It is wonderful here. Um. We've never stayed at this hotel before. We're Mm -hmm. we won't be here by the time this airs. We're at the Westin. Um. Where it's amazing. I'm gonna post about it. Um. I'm gonna do like a little, like travel recap thing. I think. Um, Cool. It's It's good idea. Yeah, and it's also brought back a lot of really good memories about my dad, too. Like, I think that, like, the further away we get from his death, like, the more that we're remembering, like, random little good things,
2: mm-hmm. like, little nice.
1: gestures that he used to make or, like, things that he would say or, like, do on vacation. And, like, we've all kind of, like, had a couple of those things pop into our mind. Mm-hmm. On a bad note, I have been having anxious dream after anxious dream this week, and I really needed to fucking stop. Dude, your,
2: your brain is a terrorist cell. It's fucking insane.
1: It's honestly, it holds me hostage at night and it's not okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, dreams are you just like recompartmentalizing and sort of re-going through things that have happened to you the day or what you've been percolating on or maybe something that you thought of even like right before bed. And so it, it makes sense that they kind of happen in concert with yeah. feelings that- radiate during the day, but it still fucking sucks.
1: It's super annoying. And like, so two
2: days ago- I'm also not a dreamer, really. I very rarely dream. uh, Or maybe I very rarely remember them or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah, whatever.
1: I already forget the one that I had last night. I woke up and thought like, don't forget about this. It wasn't dating related, but it was an an anxiety dream. Mm -hmm. But two nights ago, I told you about this one. I dreamed- That I was out with a guy that I was newly seeing. It was not the rower, but it was like a similar situation where like we had been on like three or four dates or whatever. And we were trying to go into a club for some reason. And I was talking to the, yeah, terrible. I was talking to the bouncer, like trying to like get us into the club and somehow I ended up talking to this bouncer for like an hour. This is
2: a hefty negotiation at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't know why we were talking for this long. And when I finally got to the point where he was going to let me and this guy into the club, I was like, oh, okay, let me go get him. And I turned around and he's not there. And I pull out my phone that somehow I have like not noticed has been blowing up. And he's texted me like 50 times, starting with like, hey, this is kind of taking a while. Are you sure you that we want to do this? And ending with like, fuck this, fuck you, I'm leaving. Insane. Like insane. Escalating- Escalating to that point as, as it moves through these like 50 text messages. Yeah. It was just, and I, then I was like, obviously very upset and anxious in the dream because like, I've now lost this man. Yeah. Who somehow decided that sending 50 text messages of increased anger was better than just like approaching me. Yeah. That's also psychotic.
2: In theory, he was like, maybe he didn't want to lose the place in line. I have no idea. He was right there. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, but like obviously that didn't occur to me in my dream of like this is fucked up of him. I was just yeah. like fully on myself. So that sucked. Yeah, that's terrible.
2: I um, hate I I think I said this before when we talked about anxious dreams, but I hate waking up from a dream like that cuz then you actually don't feel rested.
1: Right. Yeah. So like last night, I actually do I actually do feel rested today. I I don't remember the dream from last night, but it was like yeah, I just need I needed to stop. Mhm. I am going back to New York on Tuesday because I have to be in the office for something on Wednesday. So, I'm going to see the rower um on Saturday night.
2: Yeah. No yeah. no plan yet, just the sketch of knowing Saturday.
1: Yeah, we don't have a plan yet, so I have a plan.
2: Saturday feels so fucking far away right now. It's,
1: yeah. But so I have plans like every other night that I'm home besides that night. Um through work and like I have a friend who's moving and so I want to see her and I'm going to another friend's concert. And so show, I think you'd more call it a show than a concert. She's a singer. Mm, she's like a An exhibition. Something. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I'm kidding. She's, like headlining, she's headlining a show for the first time. So nice. I'm going to see her on Friday night. And so I only have Saturday free and then I fly back to San Diego on Sunday. So I right. texted him. Um, I purposefully texted him right before I was about to take off on my flight to Mexico mm. so that I would not sit with this risky text, which was not risky because we would previously discussed, we'll talk about this in this episode, but like we'd previously discussed hanging out when I'm home and how he wanted to do that. So like It was not mm-hmm. a risky text message, although I didn't know if he was free on Saturday and if yeah. he had not been free, which he is, but if he had not been free, then I would have had to contend with like rearranging something else that was planned for him in order to be able to see him. Yeah. Luckily, I do not have to. Content with that, um, and make that decision. Um, but, and I when I landed, I told you it was a nice little present that when I landed, I had his response, um, which was nice, and um, yeah. So he said he is around, so we don't have anything planned. I think like I actually also kind of want to do something Christmassy. I think that would be fun. Yeah, maybe if our botanical gardens has a garden glow. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, damn, there are also those like cute Christmas themed bars, like the pop-up yes, there bars. Are so many. There's I follow an account um NYC Date Night that mm-hmm. makes um if anybody lives in New York City, she's a really great follow for like types of bars that you want to go to. So and she has so she has like story highlights of all different types of bars and restaurants and one of them right now is like Christmas themed ones.
2: Amazing. Yeah, I should look yeah. up that sitch in LA I feel like that stuff is always though like in West Hollywood or wherever which is far which I don't want to do
1: so yeah so that should be fun so now I'll just kind of see where the week I mean I'm like you know on vacation not really thinking about my trip back to New York yet so when I get back then we'll sort out a plan for sure well very good should we do weird or not yeah speaking of Christmas and the holidays So this week's weird or not is they give you a holiday gift before you're exclusive. I really don't like this.
2: I think this one requires a lot more context. And I was sort of trying to anticipate some of the things people might say is like, well, if it's this, then weird. If it's this, then nah. I think what has the ability to drastically change my opinion is have you talked about it and agreed upon doing a gift exchange because I th- I think the
1: implicate I think for me at least the implication here is no like then you, fuck this because I think that like if you have talked about exchanging gifts then like of course it's not weird because you discussed it okay fair enough like I think yes. that the yeah, I think that the implication here is that like they give you a gift that you were not expecting okay then I'm very against it
2: this would make me very uncomfortable because especially because gifts are not like top of my love like like gifts are probably my lowest yeah. and so I would be like, but I'm a polite person. And so I would be very uncomfortable that I had probably not gotten them anything odds are. Mm -hmm. And so I would feel like, I would feel like ambushed, even though that's probably not what's going on. And so I really wouldn't like this. Cause then I would feel pressure also to go out and find something and give them something later to make up for it. Or like, yeah, try to excuse the fact that I didn't have one whatever it's all crap okay so I think I'm worried people are gonna really like want gifts though <laughs> I okay I think this is 65 weird 35 nah okay
1: I would love this personally of
2: course you I know you would you fucking love gifts. <laughs> probably um, because I- you have like a gift you would have a gift
1: ready to go too I bet no I would not oh you wouldn't no like I don't I'm not going to give the rower anything he's definitely not going to give me something but like yeah true but if I have gotten I have been in this scenario I have gotten mm-hmm. a gift from somebody that I was dating non-exclusively where I did not get them anything and it didn't bother me wow it actually kind of felt nice I'm incredibly jealous of that reaction like I think I don't know maybe it's because I'm usually the one that's over invested okay not but then I- that's, not a good, that's not a good reason though no, but not that. No, I I think I think it is not that I think that giving a gift is over investing. It's that like I think it it made me feel nice that like I they actually did like me at that level to give me a gift. Not that I did not like them at that level. I just didn't think that I could. Got it. Okay, that's fair. So it was like a What's nice it- like validation of like oh like this this person is is liking this situation. And not getting you a gift doesn't mean that they're not. Oh, for sure. Oh, gosh, no. Don't use that as the barometer. So I had a very similar initial reaction to you in terms of what I thought people would think. Like, I thought that yeah. this was going to be very split, but it is close to one of the more one-sided weirder naws that we've ever had. Oh, shit. Yeah. It is 18% weird, 82% nah no i
2: can't no people you are crazy oh my god no
1: no because people understand that gifts are nice and lovely and don't need to come with any form of expectations attached to them fine whatever and that's what people said people said gifts are nice gifts are lovely gifts don't have to have expectations attached to them i they're so evolved
2: i i'm i'm in the 18 i'm sorry I feel like I'm often in the 18%. And 18% is usually like the weird small percentage that I have been in before. <laughs> yeah.
1: People did caveat, oh, like, and I agree with this. People did caveat that if it's like an extravagant gift, then that sure. is that pushes it into weird. And I, I totally agree. Like my assumption here is that it is something like mo- m- more or less inconsequential, maybe something you've talked about before, a little thoughtful, but like, you know, they're not getting you a diamond necklace or like an international trip. Yes, I would hope not. That'd be extreme. Yes. Then then it, that would be weird. I always laugh when people laugh is maybe a little bit harsh, but like almost always with these weird or nahs, somebody says that it's love bombing and somebody said that about this. And <sighs> no, I was like, not. we need to stop expanding love bombing to being like any nice behavior yeah although perhaps this person was attaching meaning to the question where the gift is extravagant right or out yeah outsized in some way yeah yeah which was not written nope so that's your own assumption my friend Yeah, very much. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more, but when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes.
0: Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, Their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying
1: their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah.
0: And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that. That one. That's pretty cool.
1: So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus
0: 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
1: Um, and I actually think that that segues us nicely into the topic here because today we are talking about situations that make us people anxious. And I think so many of these situations are about the stories that you're telling yourself in your head versus the actual thing that is happening. Much like the person who thought giving a gift was love bombing. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, one disclaimer that I want to make up top is, so we- Solicited this from the listeners and got, I, I'm I'm overwhelmed by the number of submissions that we got about situations that make people anxious. Yeah. And it, thank you, everybody. But like, yes, it's just so clear how deep of a topic this is to the point where like, I highly suspect we will not get through everything we want to get through. And we'll there's have no have- shot. Yeah. Um, however, want to disclaim at the top that for this episode, we are discussing colloquial anxiety slash anxious feelings and not clinical anxiety for which we absolutely recommend therapy. Um, I mean, we recommend therapy in general, but like mm-hmm. if, you know, the, these are, this episode is meant to just talk about feelings of anxiety and not like anxiety, capital A, clinically. Right. Yes. Good. Good caveat. I had not thought to say that. Thank you. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to note is, like, as I was going through these situations that got submitted, so many of them, though we will address your own feelings about them in this episode, are about topics that we've covered in the past, although I – I don't think in a lot of the cases we actually talked about the anxiety related to the situations. Agreed. Um, so as we go through, we'll kind of throw out other episodes where we've gone more deeply into some of these topics. And so if you are curious and you know you haven't been with us from the start, you might want to go back and check those out.
2: Yeah. Great. I think that I was thinking about how to approach these because in dating opens you up to risk, right? Yes. In, in the same way that plenty of things that we do open us up to risk, you know, ask for promotion, you know, go for a goal that you might fail at, like anything opens up yourself to that. And so, so much of this is going to be sort of the baseline answer I was realizing of like, yes, that could happen. Absolutely. And is that, does that make it easier or better? No. But so I think that in a way, it's it's obviously not helpful to repeat that over and over as we discuss these. And so I was thinking we could sort of break them down for maybe not all of them, but some of them, I think it's interesting to explore the question of what is the worry? Like, what is the fear here? And so I think that that is something to talk about. And then also, okay, so a lot of this stuff is going to be a, a lot of things people have, and I have concerns about are things that are inherently out of your control, right? That's why you worry about it. Then we will sort of, I think, talk about what are ways that you can either prepare for if this happens or react to it in a way that feels safer to you than the process that's creating worry.
1: Yeah. I mean, most of my anxious feelings come from lack of control. I've talked about that before. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I think that, like, that pretty much applies to everything or almost everything that was submitted in some way or another is that lack of control. Um, Yeah. Before we get into the situations, I thought it could be helpful to just talk about overarching strategies for coping with anxious feelings. Like, if you wake up feeling anxious, for example, Mm. and regardless of why, um, I, I thought we could just kind of talk about, like, things that we do. That aren't situation specific.
2: Yes, that's
1: right. Feeling anxious. Because honestly, sometimes I don't know why I'm feeling anxious. Sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes like something has happened, like stuff I've talked about with the rower or guys I'm dating or a friend or my job or whatever. Other times I just have like a general sense of unease and anxious. Yes, totally. I can't can't pinpoint something that happened. I just like don't feel right. Yeah. No, I totally get that for me,
2: I know that I, I think actually like I was, I was anxious this week and we can either save that if we kind of decide to divide it into either like early dating and then sort of dating plus relationship, that might be a natural break point. So I might save it. But when I was feeling anxious this week, it absolutely in part was due to the fact that this has been a very tough work week. And so I've not slept very much. Mm. And so I think, you know, when I'm my best self, it is when I am exercising regularly and also sleeping on a schedule. And, you know, that's not always possible. It is what it is. And so then once you get like hit with those days, you have to come up with a more short term coping strategy. But those are my long term strategies that I've integrated into my routine to try to lessen the amount of those days.
1: Yeah, I think Thinking about it short-term versus long-term, I think is helpful. Like there's the long-term, like, okay, here are the things. And I think for me, therapy has helped me a lot to kind of figure out like what are those long-term things. Sleeping an appropriate amount is one of them for me too. Um, and playing volleyball, it's not necessarily like working out per se, but like volleyball mm-hmm. is an outlet. But like, you're right. If you if I wake up feeling anxious and I've only slept like six hours the past night and like I can't just go play volleyball, like that, I, it's not going to help. Correct. So some of the short-term things that really help me, fresh air helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that's if I only have a couple minutes between meetings, I'll just like step out on my balcony or like before I had a balcony, like just like step out on the street really quickly. Um, if I have more time, go for a walk. Even if I don't think I'm thirsty, drink a lot of water. Mm. because that all, and cold water helps me more for some reason. Oh, how
2: interesting. I wonder, yeah. I, I would love to look that up. I'm going to have a sip of my ice water as we say this.
1: <laughs> I always love cold water in general. Like I just prefer that. Um, but for whatever reason, that like cooling feeling as I'm swallowing it, I think kind of like soothes me.
2: That to me sounds like mind-body connection stuff where you're noticing you're very in tune with the body sensation of a cold drink of water and what that feels like for you. And that's reconnecting you to your body. That totally makes sense now.
1: Yeah. Which brings me to the other strategy that I have, which my therapist taught me, which is this breathing exercise that I do. Mm -hmm. And so my therapist is really into feeling your feelings versus thinking your feelings. And I know you've mentioned that this has like been served to you on TikTok a lot. I think a lot of people are talking about this right now, which is amazing, especially for somebody like me and like you who are generally like cerebral people and are Mm -hmm. logical and we think through things and, you know, it's part of our jobs that we often think that we can just think our way out of feeling a certain way. Like, well, duh, I can't know what he's feeling or like, duh, that has nothing to do with me. Of course, yeah. that's logical, but that's not how feelings work. They're not logical in that way. They're not linear in that way. So giving yourself the space to feel your feelings. The And when she first said that to me the very first time, I was like, okay, it's a feeling. Of course, I'm feeling it. It's a feeling. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, you can't just like, if I just said to you right now, you've never heard this before. If I just said to you, like, work, you have to feel your feelings. Like, you don't know what that means. You don't know how to do that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So what she said to me is when you're feeling anxious, identify where it you feel it, like where physically in your body is it manifesting. And for me, it is 100% of the time in my chest. Oh, that's so funny. Mine's always in my stomach. So it's, that's interesting. So she said that there are three and okay. I'm also going to make a very large disclaimer here that these are just things that my therapist has told me and I have not researched them. <laughs> yes. We're going to take these on face value and repeat yes, them. Like, these are not, this is not clinical advice. This is not like research-based. This is not advice. a substitute for therapy. <laughs> no, it is not. These are just things that my therapist who I like a lot and who has helped me a lot has told me. Okay. She said that there are three – that you can feel anxiety anywhere in your body, but that there are three most common places that people feel it, and that is the throat, the chest, and the stomach. She said that each of those is attached to a different meaning. Oh, fuck. I'm loving this. So she said that throat typically means that you are feeling silenced or held back or, like, you can't be your authentic self and you're anxious Mm. about that. So she said that, like – People who've had really traumatic relationships in the past will often feel anxiety in their throat, like relationships where they felt like they weren't allowed to talk or they were shut down or, you know, otherwise um, silenced. Okay. But like they will feel it in their throat. Anxiety in your chest stems from loneliness. Again, this is all just Aww. like what she said. So this doesn't necessarily, yeah. you know, this is not fact. Um, and that really resonated with me. Because like a lot of my anxiety stems from abandonment issues and anxious attachment. And so loneliness for me made a lot of sense. Yeah. And then this is the one that I'm, I'm going to ask her about it next time we talk because I just tried to look it up to make sure that I got it right. And I, I'm like pretty sure that this is what she said about anxiety in your stomach is more fear and uncertainty.
2: Mm, okay. Well, that certainly resonates with me. So That's that checks out.
1: Facts. Fact.
2: Yeah. Like, I love a black and white where, and this is sort of what I said to you when I was processing my like anxiety this week, where I said, like, anxiety makes me, and I, like, when anxiety hits my avoidant attachment, and I feel that way, it makes, it turns me into like a black or white, all or nothing thinker. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, like, rather than process this, like, you know, we could just break up, like, that'd be fine. <laughs> and like,
1: it's like so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, so when she said that, I was like, well, shit, like, yeah, I, at, at my core, I don't feel lonely all the time, obviously. And I don't think of I course. am lonely as a person, but right. that is the feeling. Like when I am sad, when I am anxious, when I am my feeling my like worst feelings, that is what is at the core of it is loneliness. um, And so, okay, we know that, right? Like, all right, I feel it in my chest. Like now the fuck what? So Mm -hmm. what she has me do is she has me put, she said, put your hand on the place where you feel it. So like for me, that's my chest or your stomach or your throat or like literally wherever you feel it and breathe into that place, Mm -hmm. breathe into the feeling and actually focus on the anxious feeling, which is kind of the opposite of what you logically think is going to work. Yes, very true. Like I would never on my own have thought like, oh, if I'm feeling anxious, I should focus more on the fact that I'm feeling anxious. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's very counterintuitive. Yeah. And it's not focusing more on the thing that is driving your anxiety. It's focusing more on the actual feeling. So like Mm -hmm. I focus on like, okay, I have a knot in my chest. It feels heavy. It feels tight. It feels bad. You know, whatever the yeah. feeling is that it feels and then breathe and focus on breathing into that place. Yeah. If you ever use like a meditation app, there's usually a part of the meditation or like a sleeping app, there's usually a part of it that will have you breathe into different parts of your body like it'll have you breathe into your feet and then breathe into your knees and then whatever. It's yeah. like that. That's really cool. Yeah, and it it works. That's awesome. That's a great exercise. Yeah. Um, It's the reason that she and I got in a fight last week. Right. Because she was trying to get me to do the exercise and I like didn't want to yet. I wanted to keep talking. That's why we fought.
2: (laughs) I also think, you know, speaking of feeling your feelings and not thinking them, we also colloquially misuse the phrase, I feel like all the time. Where we say, I feel like he meant this.
1: No, you think he he meant this. this. That is
2: not if you have not identified a feeling there. Yes.
1: You think he meant this. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I almost said, I feel like actually in that moment, I think that that is a colloquialism that we have used to distance ourselves from our opinion. Oh, interesting. Like make it less, um, like soft pedal it. Yeah.
2: That's the a, that's head. an that's a good thought. Yeah. I like that. That's a good and thought. And I think hypothesis. we do
1: that a lot, especially as women, we do that a lot. I don't think mm. we do that a lot. We do that a lot. I just did it again. I distanced myself from what I know to be fact, <laughs> where like you're worried about, proverbial you, is worried about how this thing that you're saying is going to play with the other person, and so you distance yourself from it by soft pedaling it. Well, I, I think this is true, or I feel like this is true. Similarly, like it's a, it's a very similar situation where, you know, somebody sends you something and there's a typo in it and you're like, I think there should be a period there. No, no, no. There should be a period there, but we yes. almost always say it in not that way, unless yeah. we're like an editor.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I think we should, let's do, let's, we can, that is enough yeah. skills for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully that's helpful in terms of overarching. So as we go through these situations, know that those strategies that we just mentioned apply to everything here. So, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about is situation specific. And I think, frankly, a lot of what we're going to talk about is thinking through your feelings. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much. Because the advice for feeling your feelings is what we just said. Yeah. And that applies to every single thing. So like, do that. Do what we just said all the time. I even do it in public. In public. I actually did it. On, I actually did it on the airplane. I literally. That's really funny that you just said maybe not in that's public so, at the same time. No, I said even I, in public. I said even in public. Oh, I thought you said maybe not in public. Okay, okay, fine. Because I was saying I even do it in public. I do think. I mean, you you can't you can't do this on a date.
2: In the bathroom, you can. Yes, I, yes, you would have to find a way to step away. But a lot of these situations don't give you that out. That'd be wild. One yeah. of them is like they ask you why you're single. Excuse me, I need
1: to run to you're a restaurant. <laughs> no, anxiety. no, that's oh, not going to work. I do think that you can practice more measured breathing. Agreed. While well face to face with somebody. Yes, and that can help. Um, but like I, I practiced the breathing thing on the airplane when we were landing. And I knew that I was about to turn my phone off of airplane mode, and because re- uh-huh. let's recall the rover does not have iMessage, so I had iMessage available to me on the flight, as you often do these days. It's free, but yeah. he does not have that, so I could not he I could not get text messages. So I knew that I was about to turn my phone off of airplane mode and discover w- whether or not he texted me back first of all, and yeah. also whether or not he was free on Saturday night. And I was breathing, breathing into my anxiety.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: People probably thought you were, like, afraid of flying. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Most definitely uh, thought I was anxious about the flight. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just wondering if a boy texted me back. Nothing to see here. <laughs> uh, the flight seems fine. This pilot's top-notch. Yeah. I'm not worried that this, like, object hurtling through space is gonna kill me. I'm just worried if somebody texted me back. It's <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Priorities. Alrighty. Um, okay, so we so i tried to bucket i was trying to like bucket these the submissions that we got into like different themes and i yeah. think an overarching one that i think happens before you even start dating before you're before you're even on a date with somebody or in a relationship with somebody is the fact that we don't have control over the outcome of dating whether that's over the outcome of a first date or a person you just started seeing or a relationship yeah i mean
2: i I totally get this. The reason I feel so secure in a work atmosphere is because I feel like by and large, I can control my fate in that setting. Whereas I cannot in a dating situation because it involves this whole other person's feelings that I have no say over. I can be my best self and they can still not be into me. I actually think that Sean on our grab bag, on our fifth grab bag with him talked a little bit about this where, or maybe I'm just sort of hearing what I want to hear with it. But he said something to the effect of, you sort of just have to decide. Mm. And I think that there's value in just deciding that you're going to do this and try this. And like we said, we're going to talk about how you can kind of deal with the bad thing happening. And, you know... Have have a support system. Join the Patreon Discord. You know, have people. Like, we have so many people sharing their stories of how a date went great or a date went awry or this person they've seen were, was ghosting them. And the response, like, the support is absolutely incredible. And so, if you don't have friends who are maybe in the early dating scene, like, join our. It's that's like what this is basically. And
1: yeah. I I yeah, have actually been. I'm not surprised at how supportive the community is. I am surprised at how many people didn't realize how many other people are going through what they're going through. Mm, like, yeah. I think for me, one, because I have a lot of single friends, but two, because I, I've run this account now for a while. And so I see a lot of the stuff that people are going through. I just assumed that everybody knew we were all going through this shit. Totally. But no. No. That is not the case. People feel very alone. And yeah. I think having having a community is so key in that. Yeah. And so I think that
2: can help a lot. And then also just, this is also just sort of, again, this goes back a little bit to overarching advice, but something that a friend's therapist told her and she sent it over to me because she thought it was really valuable was she's, she's very much a worrier and her therapist asked her, has worrying before something bad happened ever made the impact of the bad thing feel less when it does happen. And my friend said, no. And she goes, okay. And the phrase her therapist used was you're only then robbing yourself of present joy by rehearsing future hurt. I think that that's, I think about that all the fucking time. And that's why I often like let myself you know, I, I don't police a lot of my thoughts where it if I meet somebody new and I'm excited about it and I'm thinking about like what it might be if we did this date or what might it be if like this happened yeah. in our relationship. Like I, I try not to police those thoughts a little bit because I think that like obviously you can get away with it or you can um go too far with it and you know yourself, but I just think there's there's nothing wrong with visualizing success here. No. And so and I think that that can make you feel more excited and good about it. And of course it's going to suck if something doesn't end up the way you wanted it to end up, but that is, that is true of anything. And yet you do things all the time that you do successfully. Like you can do hard things and it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. As Lady Gaga said, people can do hard things.
2: There we go. (laughs) Gaga.
1: (laughs) There only needs to be one person in a room. Um, I also, I saw this, On TikTok, after you mentioned it to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of fear that happens with not being able to control the outcome of dating is like, what if it ends suddenly? And, you know, what if the other shoe drops out of nowhere and you're blindsided? Like I was talking about with ASV when I was totally blindsided by our breakup. And something that I've been trying to think about recently is that just like bad things can happen out of nowhere, good things can also happen out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. There is not some sort of world statistic rate
1: for more bad than good. No. And yet we don't sit around here being like, what if he asks me to be his girlfriend tomorrow? Like we we say, what if he breaks up with me tomorrow? Yeah.
2: And I think to your, it's safer to be glass half empty. It's emotionally safer.
1: Yes. Yes. But like, I don't know that it's as much safer I don't think that was right whatever I don't (laughs) think it's I don't think it is as safe as we think it is like Uh, I I agree we think that by being glass half empty or by always expecting the worst that we are protecting ourselves from hurt but hurt's gonna happen correct you are not you are not actually protecting yourself from hurt by anticipating it yeah exactly in fact you might like precipitate it yeah true like self-fulfilling prophecy situation. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're now you're maybe your behavior shifts, you know, now maybe you, you start to behave in a way that you would, if this thing was coming. And mm-hmm. so now you've made it more likely that that thing is going to come potentially.
2: And then what about, um, I, I actually think this one has a decent potential solve that like, you can select for in dating what about just sort of the general persistent anxiety and dating of not ever truly knowing how someone else
1: feels? I, yeah. I mean, you're right. I think you can you can self-select for people that are better about expressing how they feel than others. Yeah. That being said, you are never going to know every single little thought that goes through somebody's head or not even every single, the vast majority of thoughts that go through someone's head you are never going to know. And yeah. that that is scary. But they don't know your every little thought either. Very true. I think like the advice that I think about for a lot of these situations is I try to flip it around and think like, wow, it is causing me a lot of anxiety that their feelings could change at any moment. However, my feelings could also change at any moment and and have in the past.
2: And so that's what I'm too.
1: You're an active participant in
2: this relationship and therefore- can like you can do whatever the other person
1: does as well. Yes, exactly. And so like and while I could think, oh well like I know, you know, I'll see my feelings changes coming or that's not true. Yeah, no, it is not. I have I have like flipped a switch before. (laughs) Which the person was not thrilled with. But yeah. I mean obviously. But yeah, I think you're right. I think you can select. You can try to select for and get better at finding people who are better at expressing their feelings than others. Mm -hmm.
2: This one's more internal, less about interacting with others, but do you feel anxious and about not ending up with sort of whatever dating outcome it is you want,
1: whether it's marriage, family, a partner, any, do you think about that? I do think about it. I don't worry about it. It doesn't cause me anxiety, Mm -hmm. And I think the reason is, is because I am doing everything I possibly can to achieve the outcome that I want. And so I, I know that I'm controlling the controllables as they say, and I am, I'm on dating apps. I'm putting myself out there. I'm going on dates. I'm meeting people. I'm being open to those people. Like, you know, I'm doing everything I possibly can. And so if I don't And in addition to that, I am working on myself, you know, going to therapy, making sure that I am set up to be a good partner for these people that I am meeting. Yeah. And so if that doesn't lead to the outcome that I'm looking for, it will not be because I didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Damn right. And like, that makes me feel better.
2: Yeah. I think I, so I had a, I had a weird experience where when I was um, visiting my parents in Dallas, our family friends there are all either already have children or are pregnant with at least their first. Like family and friends that
1: are your
2: age? Yes. Well, okay. family friends where my mom is friends with the mom and they have daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One's older, one's my age, one's actually younger. So I very much, when I was spending time with them um, over the two weeks that I was there, I very much was having anxiety about the fact that I, because I don't know what I want in that specific space about Mm -hmm. like having my own kids, that I am somehow going to either like disappoint or be like less than these other people that are so kind of like celebrated and like Mm -hmm. the amount that these women talk about their grandchildren and like the level of sort of like family activities, they like all this stuff where like I had such a pit that day because I was like, am I bad for not necessarily wanting my life to like look this way? Like, am I like less womanly or like less, you know, like what, like what is it about me that like doesn't necessarily want that? So it's not so much about like not receiving something, but it's about like not wanting it.
1: Yeah, I actually just as you were talking, texted our chain using our moniker that we search for topic ideas because we should talk about not want, not yeah. knowing if you want kids, yeah, um, or not wanting them. I think we could talk about both. Totally. Um, but yeah, I I get that. I I'm in an interesting situation with that because my mom has absolutely no inclination to be a grandmother. Mm, interesting. Like, not that she inclination might be the wrong word to use. She she doesn't care. Yeah. Like she, she isn't, she doesn't super love kids in the same way that I don't super love kids is one of the reasons why I don't know if I want my own. It's because Mm -hmm. I don't gravitate toward babies and and young children in the way that I feel like a lot of women seem to. What's Uh, so weird is that like, I actually love kids. I love kids and I am great with them. I just like, the idea
2: of having one like makes me want to throw up.
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Not, like, I, I am good with them, but, like, for a very small period of time that I decide. Like, I – Gotcha. So – which, obviously, if you have your own, that's not – you don't do No. That you. <laughs> so you can't be, like, here, take her back. Um, so, in any case, so I think, like, my mom is similar in the sense that, like, she knows and I know that if Drake or I have kids that she will love the shit out of those grandkids and, like, yeah. be obsessed with them and love spending time with them. But she doesn't, like, feel that – like need mm-hmm. And also, she doesn't, I think because of my dad dying, she doesn't hang out with as many of the people in her that previously were in their lives that have kids my age. Mm. So like gotcha. previously, so my my parents met in college. all of their close friends in college are for the most part, all still married. And most of them live in the San Diego area, even though that is not where they went to school. It's, like, very Mm -hmm. random. Um, And so I grew up with all of them. So I grew up, like, my parents were super, super close to their college friends. And I grew up in this, like, large group of kids that ranged from, like, you know, a little bit older than me to, like, a little bit younger than my brother. Like, we're all, like, within the same, you know, range. Yeah. But she doesn't see them very much anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, of her own choosing. And so I don't necessarily have that direct Exposure. thing that you're talking about where like you know a lot of them do have kids. A lot of the mm-hmm. a lot of like those people that I grew up with, a lot of them have kids, but I don't really I'm not in that setting very often. Yeah. Yeah. But she did talk about her sister who was her best friend. My cousins both have kids and her and my aunt was just the most doting grandmother. She was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And would say often to my mom, like, don't you know? Aren't you like looking forward to this? And my mom would be like, Yeah, maybe, sure, sure. if it happens, yeah, whatever. I'll embrace it when it comes. So like, I'm very, I am very lucky in that sense that like, it's yeah. it. Not only is my mom, because I know a lot of people's moms are like on them about that kind of thing. Not only is my mom not like that, but I also don't necessarily have too much juxtaposition from yeah. like the people in her space.
2: Yeah. My mom does not put any pressure, but I can feel how much she wants it, regardless of the amount of
1: direct pressure. Right. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, to, we've, we're have we going to jump from – this is going to be hilarious. We're going to jump from having children back to dating, getting on a date yeah. <laughs> let's, right. let's just like – let's turn the wheel. Let's go left, baby. Yeah. Back up. yeah. Um, so, Allie, I feel like this one is best posed to you. Just the the anxious feelings of being on dating apps and not getting matches or not getting messages back,
1: tell the people what to do. I feel like this one's solvable i I know that why you said that this was directed at me, yeah but if if somebody didn't know why you said that, it sounded like it was because you know that I don't get many matches, oh my or God, messages. oh my God, oh my God, that's so <laughs> terrible. That's not what I mean at all. I know I know um. Yeah, so this I hear this a lot from, you know, people who follow me, our listeners, clients, etc., where people just feel like they're banging their head against a wall, swiping, mm-hmm. swiping, 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 getting no traction, or message, 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 and getting no traction. And there are there are concrete things you can do about that. You can revamp your dating profile. I have a program called Reboot. Where I like literally help you make a new dating profile, but I also have just tons of content about how to make a good dating profile. And I feel like that helped me in again feeling like I was controlling what I could control.
0: Mm-hmm. Feeling yeah. like
1: I was putting the my best self out there. I was making a dynamic profile that people would that my types of people would want to engage with. Yeah. I can't control what they do, but I can do my damnedest to make them want to interact with me. And similarly yes. with messages, if you are out there messaging, hey, or if you're out there sending likes on, on Hinge and not comments, think about how you could be a little bit more dynamic in the mm-hmm. energy you're sending out. And that's not to say that you have to you know, spend an hour combing someone's profile to find the most perfect question to ask them, like you feel free to ask a copy paste message. Like I have plenty of examples of those in my content, but like you're just asking something that's a little bit more dynamic to try to start a more dynamic conversation. And if that person picks it up and runs with it, great. And if they don't, then they can't hold a conversation and you don't want that person. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. So we also then, you know, kind of the, I actually was interested it was interesting to me that there were there weren't that many questions about dating apps. The questions really started concentrating when people were going on that date or the first few dates. Yeah. And starting with that first moment, it seems like people have a lot of anxiety surrounding what will they look like? Will they like will they like what I look like? How will I recognize them? What if I don't recognize them?
2: Yes. I, I, that the recognized piece, especially with masks, I've definitely struggled with where sometimes I'll be like,
1: striped sweater coming from the east. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, yeah. I think that that is fine to yeah. do things or say things that are going to ease your anxiety. So when you're on the way to the date, or maybe when you've just gotten dressed and you know what you're going to be wearing to give them some time to respond. You can say it in kind of like a cheeky way. It'd be like, oh, you know, just in case, like I'm in the striped sweater. And then that will hopefully prompt them to say something joking about what they're wearing. And that will help you. Even if you're not worried, yeah. they're going to recognize you. Like, I'm not usually that worried that someone's going to recognize me because like, generally, I'm like one of the only mixed girls that is in the the bar. And also very in. tall. Well, and tall, yeah. So, like, just generally speaking, there isn't going to be another like six foot tall mixed woman arriving to the bar at the same time as me, right?
2: Yeah, so I look like, very like,
1: generic. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not usually worried about that, but I have been worried about recognizing the other person. And as I've mentioned, it might have been the Patreon, I can't remember now.
2: No, it was definitely yeah, yeah. I fair enough. I I don't remember either, but yes, I don't remember where I went where up to I the wrong said, guy. I, guess,
1: but I did walk up to the wrong person on a second date happens to the best of us, babe. He was facing away just to, uh, just yeah. in case, just to be justice for myself.
2: But yeah, I mean, I, again, if like, they don't look like uh, the, out of your control, yeah. you're going to do it, whatever, you know, maybe stay for what, if it's, so, you know, you can decide how you want to react to various situations. And there are kind of like levels of, quote unquote catfishing, um, if it's yeah. just kind of their best pictures, but they don't, it's not quite the same, you know, it, whatever. People pick their best photos, that's fine. And, you know, I would say if it's just that, stay through and see if it goes well. But if it's truly like a breach of trust almost vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little trickier. But then I think like, to me, don't, like, don't worry, be, Frustrate, like be angry, like that's yeah. not cool.
1: <laughs> well, I think in terms of like how to deal with the anxiety that comes up when you think about these scenarios. So, like you're on the way to the date, you're getting ready for the date, you're worried about what if he doesn't look like what I think he does, what if he doesn't like me, mm-hmm. what if I don't know who he is. Play out the worst case scenario there. So, like worst case scenario, you show up in the you know what if he doesn't look like what his pictures. Worst case scenario, you show up and he's like a different person, and. Yeah. Use your word. It's a breach of trust. And then you get mad and you leave. Yeah. Or like worst case scenario, they are not attracted to you in person. Hopefully you have done a good job of your screening process that you are out with a kind person who is not going to make you feel like shit for that. And hopefully you will never even know that. Right. Exactly.
2: You know, and again, the worst case scenario in that is, you spent an hour and a half with somebody, let's say, maybe you were interested, but it's still only one date. And if they go away, they go away.
1: Yeah. And that's happened to me before where I've met up with somebody and it turned out, even though he did look like his pictures and I did not think it was anywhere close to a catfishing situation where I just realized that I wasn't attracted to him in person and also like didn't really feel a, any sort of emotional connection at all. Mm-hmm. I never told him that. I did tell him right. I didn't want to go out again, but I didn't say like, ah, eh, wasn't that attracted to you. You were, you were a big uggo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like why, no, hopefully if you were going out with people who were doing that, then I think like, let's think about our screening process. Agreed. Agreed. So. Yeah. And I
2: think that actually in terms of, you know, will he find me cra- attractive, all that stuff we just put out an episode about how to feel like your best self walking into a date with, yes. um, Alyssa Deneen. And I think that there's a lot of valuable stuff in the episode right before this one about dressing in a way that makes you feel confident and comfortable, not to impress the other person or anything like that. Because, and we also talked about this, I think in our updates in the last episode that like confidence really, or no, this is on the Patreon, that. um, confidence really radiates. And all, all you can do is show up being your best self and they will react to you how they want. And you'll react to them how you want to, again, just remind you to put it back on your own feelings on the situation.
1: Yeah. Somebody asked me and my asked me anything yesterday. I had posted this like dumb video of me jumping around in my bathing suit to um, on the beach to like indicate cute. how supportive it was. Thank you. I looked very silly. It was funny. I had my mom film it. Um, and somebody said like, you're so body confident. Like, have you always been that way? And it was a major compliment because, and mostly because like, I'm not always body confident. And I don't think, I think there are very few people who could say, oh, I am always body confident 100% of the time. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. And honestly, it is at sort of a low right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was interesting that I got that comment, but I think that something that I do do is dress in ways that make me feel really good. And yeah. something that I'm very grateful for in my 30s that I was not as good at in my 20s is like letting go of things that are just not going to look good on me. We talked about this last week, but like that has given me a lot of confidence. And, you know, having that first date, that go to first date outfit like we were talking about last week, honestly, just go watch, go listen to that episode yeah. if you haven't already, but like doing those things has enabled me to, again, control the controllables, take out a lot of the uncertainty about how I'm going to feel walking into that date. Um, And I also wanted to take this moment to plug our First Date series because it was a while ago. So we might have a lot of listeners now that weren't listening at the time. It's episodes 14, 17, and 20, which was before the first one, during the first one, and after the first one. We did a a three-part series on first dates. so And we talk about a lot of this stuff there. Yeah. Great point. So we got a couple situations where I think preparation could actually help. So I know we talked earlier about how, you know, when has like preparing for something bad helped you, but I actually think that there are a couple scenarios here regarding dates where preparation could take a lot of the anxiety out of it. Yes. And one of those is when the date is something that you've never done before. Yes. Which also good on you for being willing to take on new experiences. Amazing. So like, maybe it's that, you know, you, your date wants to take you rock climbing and you've never been rock climbing before, or, you know, maybe you want, your date wants to take you ice skating. This happened to me and you've Mm -hmm. never been ice skating before, or in my case, hadn't been since you were like a 10 year old at a birthday party. Yeah. And in those cases, similar to what we talked about with the bowling date before, own that, you know, like, own that I've never done this before but I'm so excited to learn and to do it
2: yes and so I would say like level set their expectations and this is not a this is not a rom-com moment for you to be like oh my god I hike or I climb
1: Kilimanjaro like don't fucking lie (laughs) like that that Netflix movie that's out right now what's that one called where she like gets catfished but then tries to oh uh, love hard I think yes love hard which by the way I thought was very cute and we've talked about this already I think but like she literally did, does exactly what you said. She pretends to like hiking and and like yeah. no, no, outdoor no. activities and she does not.
2: Yeah, so don't pretend to be someone you're not here. Um and yeah, we did we did we got into the bowling date um deeply on the Patreon and um mentioning it briefly here. I suck at bowling, so I actually sometimes have trouble having fun bowling because I'm obsessed with my own ability to do things and attach a lot of self-value to that, which we can, uh, you know, (laughs) discuss the problems there. But, um, I like, I was, I was like saying to the classmate, I was like, you know, I like, we're going to have fun. I'm going to not care. It's fine. But like, just so you know, I suck. And he's like, well, we'll work on this. And he then, he, he concluded the evening by saying, you're actually, he's like, you're better than you think you are. You are an average adult bowler. (laughs) Thank you. Great. Anyway, but yeah, so like, Be honest about your abilities and take this as a, again, to put the feelings back on you and your active participation in whether or not you want this relationship or like this person. How do they make it an activity that feels comfortable to you? Do they take the fact that you've never done it before and say like, well, great, I'm going to just throw you in the deep end without a life vest? Or do they... T- do they teach you through it like how do they walk you through the steps i think you can get a lot of insight as to their kind of care and communication of you and so this could be a great thing to do actually
1: yeah the dentist who i've talked about a couple times that i dated a few years ago he played hockey like very competitively in the same way that i play volleyball competitively in like a league in the city and we went ice skating this was the date i'm talking about and he obviously could have literally skated circles around me. Like, I'm sure yeah. if he wanted to, he could have actually been skating circles around me as I, like, hobbled my way around. But he was so nice and, like, showed me how to do it and, like, stayed with me the whole time, which mostly meant that we were on the side, holding onto the railing. Nice. Like, it was – he was very sweet in general. He was a very sweet man. Um. So, yeah, I think it tells you a lot about somebody. And also – Not necessarily for an activity, but if you have anxiety about never having been to a particular place before, or somebody mentioned worrying about the parking situation where they were going and not knowing- so relatable. There's nothing to say you can't do a drive-by, literal or figurative, of the date location to get a sense for what you're getting into. Totally. I love a Google Earth preview. Yeah. Or literally go. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, on yeah, the feasibility of that and where you're at, but like- If you're if you want to know what the layout is, if you're somebody who feels more comfortable knowing that when you walk in the bar is going to be over here and that's probably where they're going to be, like if you feel more comfortable with that, go beforehand, check it out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Google Earth or like check out the pictures on Yelp. You know, get a sense for Mm. what you're walking into. Great idea. Yes. And then the other thing that I think could help with with where preparation is helpful is we got a lot of questions about. Different questions that you might be asked. So, if they ask why you're still single, or if they ask, you know, how the dating apps have been going for you. If you are worried or anxious about getting asked something, prepare
0: yourself a script.
1: Yes. Yeah. This is one where you can absolutely prepare. Yeah. And that's the reason that I write text scripts in the first place. Not all of them are text scripts, often they're just conversation scripts. But that's the reason is because coming up with how to phrase something can cause a lot of anxiety and trying to make sure that you say it the right way. So by all means, write it beforehand or reach out to me and I'll write it for you. There we go. Well, on that note, I
2: think that we should maybe hold kind of like at, like the rest of that we've kind of covered going into the first date. So maybe we do like after and then dating next.
1: Yes. I think right. as as expected, there is a lot of meat here and a lot of different situations that people can feel anxious about. And so I want to make sure that we give them all their due time and talk about that on part two.
2: Well, have a great time on the rest of your trip. Say hello to the family.
1: Thank you. I will enjoy being back in LA. Thank you. Bye girl.